Uh, Sabrina returns home and finds Hilda and Zelda barricading the closet door to prevent the wanted jewel thief from getting into their home. However, the face on the poster looks a little like Martha, and her suspicions are proved when she goes into her bedroom and finds all the pilfered swag. So it turns out that all the signs were there, she had to smuggle her in, and she signed up for a pen pal with a capital P, which is what, guys? It's a pal from a penitentiary. What, the... The patisserie? No, the penitentiary. <laughs> it's a word I can't say, mate. It's penitentiary. Yeah, it's a pal from a penitentiary. Yeah, just as well that that word doesn't really exist here, does it? We don't have that word for prisons. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think this, that's the first time I've ever tried to pronounce it. Yeah, and it didn't go very well. So I'm no. going to retire from saying penitentiary. Oh, oh, yeah. hey! I might bring it back. No, no, no. Re- retire, <laughs> retire now. Retire now. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three senile syphilitic septuagenarians review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil Dean, I'm your host and guide uh, down this journey that's brought us into our 70th episode. Yes, Chris's crude joke last time round was actually proven correct. We were at episode 69, 69. Now, now we are in our 70s now. Uh, so joining me on this uh, old journey where we're discovering new things about our bodies and what they can do is Mr. Graham Riley. He's back! Hello! Hello, Graham. Obviously, you're back. Uh, you were very happy enjoying your uh, trip around the country, but uh, I actually had a formal complaint made towards me uh, regarding the last episode we had. Uh, it was addressed from a Mrs. F. Dean, who said that I sort of, sort of forcefully, in a way, coerced her to agree to... To another episode of this podcast that she was not comfortable, though she enjoyed, she wasn't comfortable doing it again. So the HR got onto you, and uh, yeah, they forced you contractually to to return. Hey, you know, I, I'm always happy to help out um, a, a a damsel in distress. Yes, um, yeah, I was very much enjoying uh, traveling all all over the country, uh, spreading the gospel. Oh. Over Sabrina the Teenage Watch, as I explained last time, um, I do have a bit of a messiah complex, so. It's good to be back to save this podcast. Yes, and and it's and more worth... importantly, save your wife. Oh yes, of course, of course, she does need saving. And it's just worth noting as well that obviously two episodes ago we said um, that Graham was off travelling, but uh, in terms of our recording, it actually sounds like you were only away for one episode. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really feel like I've been away too long. Now, um, now, yeah. now, now I'm back here in the studio. But due to uh, high, to foreshadowing and just darn good preparation on behalf of all three of us, uh, we just recorded in plenty of time, and you've actually been away for what six weeks. Uh, something like that, yeah. So it's great to have Graham back, and it's even greater to have the other man back with us. It's Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. What? Did, did I go somewhere as well? No, it's just great to just see you back. Just, oh, just every, every week it's lovely. Well, yeah, no, uh, standard. It's happy. I'm, I'm glad to see Graham's face. Bottom line is, I've had many meetings this week. Okay, okay. Uh, Graham, how many meetings have you had this week? Uh, none. None. So, <laughs> so that so that wraps up our AGM. Uh, <laughs> that wraps up the meetings of this. Uh, we've, still, we've still got it. <laughs> After that exchange, nobody can deny that we've still got it. We are on the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe Faye sticking around would have been better. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, well, but uh, yeah, no, so thank you very much to to my wife Faye. I mean, I, I tell her all the time. I'll tell her again later. 
uh, for uh, for taking over from Graham for, for one week. But you're back and we're ready to rock and roll with our next episode, which is episode 20 of season three, entitled Sabrina's Pen Pal. So, Graham, obviously, at the end of our last episode, you you didn't know what the name of this episode was. Have you no. just been in complete silence up until right here, right now? Yes, I 100% have. I didn't have a clue what this episode uh, would entail at all until listening to episode 19. Yeah. And since I listened to that episode, which I did enjoy, I thought the three of you did a great job. Thank you. However, I'm afraid I was very drunk when I listened to it, <laughs> so I couldn't for the life of me remember what today's episode was going to be until you put it on. Okay. But, um, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a... Uh, in, uh, we love puns, and the whole subject matter of this episode was built on one big pun. Not the late rapper Big Punisher, all right. Yes, yeah, not him. But it was it was a good episode. A lot of uh, a lot of intrigue. A little, um, you know, we've had the film noir parody, but this probably had more. It was more of a mystery thriller than possibly any episode that we've had so far. Absolutely, it, it, yeah. including the the one that was uh, a mystery thriller. Yeah, because Sabrina's pen pal episode twenty is all about. Uh, well, Sabrina has befriended a, a pen pal from the other realm, and she brings her over. And this uh, shy, timid, friendly woman turns out to be a dirty, rotten jewel thief. Boys, ow! Well, get a dun 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 in there. Oh, sorry. Royalty free dun dun dun. Well, we might we might as well provide that ourselves. Yeah. Ready? Oh, After let's three, see. yeah, one, two, three. Dun dun dun. Great. What does I'll upload that to YouTube, and anyone can use it if they want to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was clever. Um, I liked the uh, the action scenes in this episode. Mm. I liked an appearance of a new set, which we'll presumably never see again. <laughs> yeah. Um, very whoa, impressive, whoa, whoa. though. We we saw an extra wall. Yeah, oh, we oh did, my goodness! Yeah. Yeah. There was a wall that we've never seen before. So yeah, a lot of a lot of um, visual um, stimulation this episode. New things we've not seen before. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good episode. Yeah, and obviously we will we will go into uh, to Salem's outings in particular throughout this episode. But uh, all three of us were quite split on how we found Salem's involvement in the last episode. We thought I think me and Chris said he, he was all right. He was here, there, and everywhere. But Graham, you particularly weren't a fan of what he was getting up to. Um, did this episode make up for that? Because he's a lot more involved doing a quite silly sort of wily coyote kind of stuff. Yeah, I thought I mean it wasn't necessarily very character consistent I didn't think cuz Salem is a, a coward. Well, he is he is famously a scaredy cat. Yeah, but then again he is also an extremist to the point of which he wants to try to take over the world. So who knows? Yeah. I, I don't want to say then but it wasn't world. <laughs> um, he is an extremist and he did want to try to take over the world. Um so, so you know, could 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 then argument be made that all dictators are cowards? Well, yeah, I think I think by I think by definition they're afraid of being challenged, aren't they? So yeah, particularly uh, if uh, they are senile, syphilitic, septuagenarians. Exactly, which many of them are. Anyway, we might as well uh, knuckle down with this latest episode as it opens on the toaster popping, bearing not cooked bread but letters and gifts for the Spellmans. Sabrina receives a letter from her pen pal Martha, asking her if she can visit. Hilda and Zelda receive some early Christmas presents off their mother, as well as Bill's. And Salem gets a letter informing him of a miscommunication in regards to his lives. Uh, he thought he had six lives remaining, so he's taken a few risks. But it turns out he actually has nine, so he wants to live a little bit dangerously and, I guess, just knock a couple off. Well, my query with, with Salem having nine lives, obviously, cat, nine lives, famous thing, I understand that. But he's not a cat. He's a human turned into a cat for for, well trying to take over the world. Therefore, it's a sentence. Are you trying to tell me 
that in Salem being turned into a cat, the Witches' Council gave him nine lives. Because mm. I know we, we've, we've spoken a few times about that whether it was basically just Salem's soul being put into a cat's body. We've also discussed how, I guess, over time, the more he is living as a cat, he's gradually becoming a cat. But I guess sort of being, sort of, you know, grooming himself and be acting like a cat behaviour-wise and his dietary requirements for being a cat, I guess, that's understandable. But you can't just go from having one life to nine lives for the fact that he's simply a cat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I suppose it's kind of like giving with one hand and taking away with the other, though, because obviously being a cat has massive, massive limitations. But then in another respect, they've kind of made him more powerful <laughs> by meaning that he, he can literally cheat death on multiple occasions. Unless... What, what if, throughout the centuries... The, where in the early days of the witches' council turning people into cats, they realised if they turned them into a cat and sent them to live in the mortal realm, on average they were, you know, they were more likely to die due to being cats. Yes. Yeah, you know, there are higher health risks, like being run over, mm-hmm. and therefore the reason why they assign nine lives throughout the 100-year sentence is because that is, on average, the amount of times that you could potentially die as a cat. Say, for example, he blew himself up. Yes. Yeah. Which, uh, if, if he's trying to take over the world, could be possible. Would he just respawn like a video game <laughs> character? What would happen? I mean, we sort of, uh, I've always pondered that question with Captain Scarlet. I mean, he always died in a way where he his limbs remained intact and mm-hmm. he could just heal and then be, be fine after a while. Yeah. But yeah, well, would that happen with Salem? What would the the uh, rules be? Uh, because he wants to start uh, living a bit dangerously and taking a couple of lives off, seeing he's been given some technically for free, uh, he sticks a butter knife into the toaster. And when Hilda tries to stop him, she gets electrocuted and a piece of burnt toast pops out of her dressing gown. I love that. This and is really It was funny. a very good effect as well, actually. Um, yeah. It was completely seamless. Like, it looked like there was no toast in her. And then yeah. they've just kajunk yeah. some burnt toast out of her sort of breast Pocket of the, yeah. of the dress of her, her pajamas. Say that again, mate. You left too long a pause between breast and pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and a, and a bit of toast just popped out of her breast <laughs> pocket. <laughs> bit of toast. <laughs> How does that work then? Because a piece of toast came out of her somehow. Yes. Why? Because because she got electrocuted by the magical toaster and yeah. therefore took on its magical properties. Like that being toasting bread. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> okay. Do you reckon that would happen to any other appliances? Well, like no. if, Like, if Salem had stuck something into the fridge and Hilda stopped him and she got electrocuted, could you, you know, no. store milk inside no. it? No, no, because it's not a magical fridge. The toaster is the mailbox of the other realm. No other appliance in that kitchen has a link to the other realm other than the toaster. Not that, that we know, know of. of. I need to see some receipts. <laughs> yeah. D- does it come from Comet? Or right. does it come from a Comet? <laughs> yeah. Um, in, yeah. In space. Yeah. Uh, the titles roll, and she's dressed as a basketball player. And she says, I find this the only acceptable form of dribbling. And then proceeds to dribble poorly. D- yes, yes. Borley or poorly? Poorly. Okay. <laughs> Borley, which is a nickname for a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> We're in school where Harvey supplies more gifts. It's a... Well, it's the two-year anniversary of him meeting Sabrina, 
which is technically supposed to be two years, two year anniversary of the start of the show. Yes. Because it's the pilot. However, I'm pretty sure we've seen three Valentine's Days, but let's not dwell on that. show started in 96 or in 99. Yeah. Now, so it's definitely either three years or between two and three. Yeah. Years. Well, well, he says, oh, well, it, it, it's two years since I saw you in a crowded corridor. And she says, oh, well, uh, so she says, yeah, it's been two years since you threw a football in my head. But but obviously, in that, in that, at the end of that episode, the pilot, obviously, it all went back to the beginning because the day reset, if you remember. Yes. And at the end, she caught the football. Oh, yeah. Ah. Wow. How does that work? I was going to applaud their um, continuity of actually um, referencing back to when they first met, because there isn't much of that. Mm -hmm. But now you reminded me of, yeah, uh, what happens um, by the end of that episode. Yeah, you're right. Ah, but actually, Sabrina still got hit in the head with a football... And then the day restart, and she caught the football. Harvey didn't say it. Sabrina said it. She still remembers being hit in the head with Sabrina the football. Sabrina fucked up, didn't she? Yeah, she did. And so long ago, Harvey probably wouldn't remember anyway. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's probably been hit in the head a couple of times anyway. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, the romantic moment is ruined, however, by Mr. Kraft and his tiny sunglasses as he invites them both for a fingerprinting sesh. They're very 60s Beatlesque sunglasses. Mm. Why is he wearing sunglasses indoors? Like, I, I was like, what, is Mr. Kraft hungover in this episode? I thought he was going to be hungover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's to make him like a cool... But it'd be hungover from, like, meat. Yeah. He, he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't drink Mr. Kraft. No, it would be a gravy hangover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess it's to make him like a cool detective, but they're gone in the next scene. In the uh, in the cafeteria, and it turns out that Mr. Kraft has just recently finished a private eye course, and he's been awarded a tie clip, which Harvey uh, rightfully points out, uh, it says dick on it. That's yeah. like the probably rudest joke. <laughs> oh, it made me. Been, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and I, I, I do like them, um, you know, sort of screwing with the censors um, the way that they did there. Uh, yeah, because obviously we, we, we say private dick in in, a, in referring to the episodes past as well, but yeah. to actually be said on the show as dick. Yeah, it, it made me laugh and it made me go, oh, isn't dick more prominent in America <laughs> as a nickname <laughs> for Richard? It's prominent all over the there gap. Are, there, are, there are times when when, when dick's more prominent. <laughs> That's so. true. Dick, dick is quite prominent, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it is, it is more prominent in America. But um, yeah, it's, as you say, there are words like 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 dick and uh, bastard, which have. You know, uh, completely uh, legitimate uh, meanings, and so unlike a bastard. Actually, so so some correctly identified in context dick uh, appears in the scene. Um, so uh, Mr. Kraft says he's going to use his newfound skills to solve the school's vandalism crisis because uh, in the corridor his office had been sort of barred off, hadn't it? Cordoned because off, yeah. someone had shoveled loads of uh, cow pats, yeah, yeah, loads of manures in his office again, again, <laughs> yeah, poor bloke. Uh, in the other realm, and Sabrina is visiting Martha in the swanky library where she works. They're having a good time, and Sabrina tries to invite her to Westbridge. But unfortunately, she can't come back with her because she's a magic-free witch. Someone who apparently was too timid to use her magic, so it was taken away. Um, so this is Martha, the first time we meet her, uh, Sabrina's pen pal. Very sort of... First of all, is she, as you imagined, she's a very sort of timid, straight-laced, pencil-skirted sort of... Pushing, yeah, pushing sort of glasses up, bun in her hair. Very stereotypical, bit out of outdated librarian image. Um, well, I worried. I mean, obviously, um, Martha's scheme is uh, unveiled as the episode goes on. 
Yeah, I, I worried at first when she was introduced that, oh god, she's just like really like Valerie. She's like Valerie turned mm. up to 11 and I don't really want a whole episode of a character like this, to be quite honest. It's going to be a bit exhausting. So I was I, I was pleased that she didn't stay the way she appears um, initially. Yes, because luckily it's just a very quickly uh, smuggled out ruse. Uh, Sabrina suggests turning her into a cat and smuggling her out that way. Why not? Because apparently they don't check carry-ons. They fucking would now, though, wouldn't they? I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is such a pre-9-11 line. <laughs> Dear me. Shit. Uh, back home, and Salem is trying to presumably send himself into space with one of Sid's rockets. And when Sabrina stops him, he demands being exposed to a virus instead. That is very much one of Sid's rockets. <laughs> Definitely is. What was the name of Sid's rocket? The big one. Oh, the big one. <laughs> is that a Toy Story record? Yeah, it absolutely oh, thank is. thank God for that. Uh, Sabrina brings out Martha in her new fluffy grey cat mode and tries to turn her back, but her finger has jet lag, so she must wait till the morning. Where did that? Where? Where? where when did that become a thing? I don't know. I mean, how, how far has she travelled in the um, other realm? Well, um, the amount of times that they've well, gone to the other realm, come back, not had a problem with jet yes, lag. That's mm. true. Um, and well, they've travelled a long way, obviously, light years probably to go back to Toy Story. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I. We've never had jet lag be, be an issue before, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Maybe just like sometimes you can fly to the side of the world and not really feel it, and sometimes it really takes it out of you. Maybe, it, maybe yeah. it's just something that sometimes happens. Yeah, so Sabrina's uh, t- her finger is too tired to be able to turn her uh, from a uh, fluffy grey cat into her normal witchy mode, sorry, non-witchy mode, uh, until the morning. So the day breaks, and Sabrina must turn Martha back to normal. However, she's not really looking normal in regards to how she remembers her, she's kind of... She's a little bit sexier, guys, isn't she, from all that grooming that she says that she's been doing all night and nervously grooming away from Salem. Because uh, she was so nervous hanging around Salem because she said, uh, that black cat was trying to have a knife fight with me or yes. something. Yeah. Uh, so Sabrina takes Martha to her high school and tries to pass her off as a Virginian from the Other Realm Drive. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Kraft says he'll take Martha to his office who were to sort her out with a visitor's pass. Whereas upon seeing his emerald dick, she tries to sort out a pass on him. Yeah, uh, yeah, she... Um... <laughs> oh, cla- it was a cracking line, wasn't it? Oh, I'm lost in the... Yeah, group. oh, is, is that an emerald typing? Or am I just lost in your eyes? Ooh. And Mr. Mr. Kraft, he's flabbergasted, isn't he? He can't handle yeah. it. Mr. Kraft, I, I, I think we see a visible swoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we see a visible swoon. He is well and truly wooed in that moment. No, absolutely. He's very easily flattered. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he spends most of his life having literal shit uh, put in his office. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the second someone is relatively nice to him. Yeah, he's all, he's all taken by it. Uh, back home, we find out that one thing we never knew we were missing out. And it's Salem wearing a unitard. I know. Yes. Ah. Oh. I mean, not just randomly, he's doing it uh, for a specific purpose, which is, uh, you know, to knock off one of his lives. He wants to do alligator wrestling. Yeah. I was trying to work out, is is Beth Broderick actually holding an alligator on a lead? Yes. Yes. Definitely. 100%. I was trying to look at it going, is, is it like just CGI'd on or something? No, but no, no she's no. just yeah. holding their arm stretched, <laughs> an alligator, whoa, very far I'm away. I'm sure Steve Irwin was just off camera yeah. to intervene if uh, things got out of hand. And, and let's face it it's, it, it's not the most dangerous thing Beth Broderick's ever handled. Oh, no, no, no. She's, she's wrestled a fair few other things. Mm. Brandy Palmer. For example. <laughs> <laughs> On the note of wrestling, Mr. Kraft had to fight his way out of an air duct uh, because Martha s- seemingly seduced him a little bit or uh, locked him in his office and then made off with his tie pin and he just had to escape by any means possible because 
students were kind of ignoring his screams, he says. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's pleased to get out, which is fun. My question then is if he had to escape through the air ducts, that means he has a windowless office. Ooh. Or his... He does have a window, but it's built like the travel lodges and premier inns over here. They're suicide prevention windows. Yeah, you can not op- You can only open them so far, and Mr. Kraft, being the cautious man he is, would not want to smash a window. No, no, property. no, no. It's especially so, not school property. No, oh, exactly. oh, the paperwork. The paperwork alone. And the air ducts, as we saw in uh, As Westbridge Turns, mm-hmm. when uh, Jenny was able to uh, crawl through them, yeah. are, are very are very big. So, yeah, uh, yeah. are sizable. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as there were no wasps in there, obviously. Yes. Yes. Yeah, what uh, the white Anglo Saxon presidents. <laughs> yes, yeah. As long as they were all out there. They're, 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 they're generally in mansions, not air ducts. <laughs> so, that's, uh, that's good. Uh, that's not all, though, as whilst everyone is distracted by a fire alarm, uh, Martha goes around nicking people's uh, wallets and possessions, uh, including breaking into the Spellman's jewel safe on the near side wall mm. that we've never seen until right that now. The hitherto unseen near side wall, there is this safe. And um, Sabrina being equally surprised that this safe exists later in the episode was, was a good bit of. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a good bit of. <laughs> breaking the fourth wall. Oh! <laughs> uh, Sabrina returns home and finds Hilda and Zelda barricading the closet door to prevent the wanted jewel thief from getting into their home. However, the face on the poster looks a little like Martha, and her suspicions are proved when she goes into her bedroom and finds all the pilfered swag. So it turns out that all the signs were there, she had to smuggle her in, and she signed up for a pen pal with a capital P, which is what, guys? It's a pal from a penitentiary. What, the the patisserie? No, the penitentiary. (laughs) It's a word I can't say, mate. It's Penitentiary? Yeah, it's a pal from a... Penitentiary. penitentiary, yeah. Just as well that that word doesn't really exist here, does it? We don't have that word for prisons. Yeah, it's because yeah. I think I think this, that's the first time I've ever tried to pronounce it. Yeah, and it didn't go very well, so I'm no. going to retire from saying penitentiary. Oh, oh, yeah. hey! I might bring it back. No, no, no. Re- retire, <laughs> retire now. Retire now. <laughs> retire on a good note. Yeah, um, capital P means penitentiary. Yeah, so 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 that was very funny. Was that was that the big pun you were referring to? Yes, yes, yes. yeah. A penitentiary so, pal. And of course, obviously, prison pen pals is quite a common thing. Yeah, it absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. uh, Sabrina says, but she seems so nice. She worked in the library. And it's like, well, and then Zelda says, well, no, the most dangerous crims uh, are forced to, to shelve books because it, uh, there's less bloodshed. Books can be very heavy. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they're oh, yeah. pretty, pretty good books. You say, I, 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 and the ones that she was carrying in uh, earlier in the episode... You drop them on someone's foot. That's lasting damage, that is. Yeah, they say yeah. sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Fucking seeing the size of those books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take someone's head off. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit, in it. Yeah. Should work in, I don't know, marshmallow factories or something. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Oh. No, then they'd all get fat. Yeah. Or they'd... Well, well or they'd... Right to get away. Way! Hey! There you go. Yeah, get away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm more likely to get away. Away, um, away. Yeah. yeah. Um, what away in? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, away in because the fat. Oh, away oh, in. Away oh, in. oh, yeah. Away, get away. So, so, so many levels. So many levels. So many different levels. I was gonna say we've gone way off topic. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> 
Uh, so Hilda and Zelda are sort of concerned about what to do, and they're sort of uh, scorning or scolding um, sort of Sabrina about her, her silly, foolish actions, particularly the fact that she was asked to smuggle a Martha into the other realm. And then they think they've got Salem downstairs because they can hear lots of shouts and a female voice, but it just turns out he's he's watching like a cookery show about dangerous, deadly sushi. Is it Fugu? Fugu, yes. Fugu yeah. Fugu is what he's making, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, he's watching a program called, is it um, Let's Wrap Things in Seaweed, or something yes. the program's called. He's delighted to have a conversation with them because it means he misses the important uh, instructions of how to not make it deadly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, because there's a news bulletin while he's trying to make this fugu, which uh, if if prepared incorrectly can uh, yeah. sort of be deadly. I guess it's, uh, it's it's a common 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 thing. I believe it's been in an episode of The Simpsons, <gasps> written by Nell Scoville. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that particular episode yes. is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the. the Blow, is it yeah, well, Fugu? Is it Blowfish? Blowfish, yeah. Three fish, blowfish, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, uh, as we said, a news bulletin breaks up the cookery programme uh, because it not only has details about the jewel thievery crime, but it suggests that a blonde accomplice is also dangerous. So they rush back upstairs, but it's too late as Martha has made off with the goods. They decide to call the witch police. Say it with me. Fuck them! And search the witch wide web. Oh. We've not heard that. It's taken three seasons to hear to hear that. I guess. Yeah, and probably couldn't uh, happen much later on than this because we realised that calling it the World Wide Web was lame <laughs> yeah. soon after this, and just went with the internet. I think gave up on calling it the World Wide Web and gave up on the whole on the phrase "surfing the internet" at round about the same time. <laughs> We jump back to school where Sabrina opens her school locker and loads of jewels fall out. She tries to explain the situation to Harvey and he obviously buys it. But that's not all because Mr. Kraft spies Sabrina tidying up the fallen jewels as well as Martha then breaking into the locker and taking them back. So he's like, they're in it together. Uh, back in the kitchen and it turns out that the star of Orion is on display at the Other Realm Museum of Cosmic Debris. Uh, and this was... Was this what uh, Martha was trying to steal that ended up getting her... Uh, yes. In jail. Yeah. Um, so it turns out it's still on display, and legend has it that it has the power to take the powers away from witches. And it's on display in a museum in a realm inhabited by witches. The Star of Orion, very dangerous to witches, but then things that are very dangerous to humans are still exhibited, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. In fact, there's a whole um, there's a whole uh, botanical garden dedicated to uh, the deadliest plants. Yeah, like the plants that like eat you. But uh, the bottom line is this: even if you've got a laurel in the garden, you can you can create um, poison out of uh, laurels. Yeah, so don't rest on your laurels. <laughs> you might poison yourself. Yeah. Well, there we go. So we got this. Uh, it's all important, uh, almighty, powerful star. Uh, so they kind of put two and two together, and they assume that that's where Martha's going to go because obviously she's had her powers taken away from her, not because she was too shy to use them. Because she was too bloody dangerous. So they think that's where she'll be heading. So with that, Hilda and Zelda head to the Museum of Cosmic Debris, closely followed by Martha, Sabrina, and Mr. Craft. Yes, uh, Mr. Craft once again finds himself... Is it? It's not the first time he's been to the other realm at all, is it? No. It's the first time he's entered his own... Uh, well, not his own volition, because he doesn't know where he's, he's going. His own but... will, I guess. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't know where he's going, but he he's... He thinks he's calling up the... In a closet, mm. and then uh, he goes inside and um, gets sucked into a black hole. Which yes, yeah, I, I like that. Yes, bit. I was I was going to bring that up. The fact that we learn that supposedly it's not just um, you shut the door and suddenly you just disappear. That there is 
a kind of black hole in the corner of it. Yeah, and that uh, flash of light is blinding. <laughs> yeah, because he goes, ah, oh, my eyes! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the black hole, that is a nice little touch, mm. that is, isn't it? That's, That's some cool. hashtag realm building that we've not had for a yeah, while. Yeah, that explains how they can travel so far into space so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, a black hole. Yeah, pretty Wait, pretty so would that mean all black holes are are proje- uh, products of witches? Not necessarily. They might have just been very uh, enterprising and utilised. And utilise the dying stars. Yeah. Mm. Oh. If if they do travel via uh, black holes, obviously, do you think they worked uh, with the late Stephen Hawking about uh, about black holes? No. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be much further along in his research. Unless he was a, a witch. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If Stephen Hawking was a witch, don't you think he would have done something with his magical powers to make him not be disabled? In... Yeah. But then again, he lived. A good, like, 50 years longer than anyone in his condition has ever lived. In the museum, which is an incredible set. This is really, really cool. Oh my god, it's such a good set. It's massive. This set's completely different to anything we've seen at all. Actually, I think you might find that all they've done is just painted the school white. (laughs) It could be the canteen again. But they've removed all canteen-related paraphernalia this time, Mm -hmm. like in their previous... uh, (laughs) previous iterations and they've created a very interesting set it's up there with the Quizmaster's apartment yeah and the pleasure dome in terms of being like yeah elaborate and otherworldly mm. but it is really really cool they've got they've got lasers you know sort of uh, blocking off the uh, the stone which has a you know please do not steal or touch Got lots of um, funny shaped like glass work, haven't they? Yeah. The, lo- lots of things on display in the uh, in the cosmic debris museum, mm-hmm. and a full on spacesuit. Yeah, yes, yeah. Is there a man inside? So, uh, so yeah, so it's all very very cool, and it's just a great. It's completely white as well, like so. It's 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 quite visually quite stunning to to see. It's, it's really nice. So Sabrina comes in. And uh, she thinks she's found uh, Martha, so she taps the thief on the bum, but it turns out it's Zelda they're hiding because they thought Sabrina was Martha. Uh, They're trying to come up with a plan how to stop the evil jewel thief, and uh, Zelda's option is a hand-in-the-cookie-jar spell, which is a nice little touch. Chris, where does that go in your uh, appreciation meter for literal literal gags? It it actually goes quite high because it also reminded me of um, the song... That Barney, the dinosaur song. Okay. Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Who me? Yes, you couldn't be. Then who? <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so it's a hand in the cookie jar spell. So uh, that will, when she picks it up, a magical uh, cookie jar will will form around her hand. And I guess it's equivalent of getting caught red-handed. It's it's an identifier of this person's tried to steal something, yeah. but she's not really gonna. It doesn't stop her from running away. But they're gonna use it anyway. Uh, the only issue is that it requires someone to be really close to it to use the spell uh, and of course with deadly laser beams around the jewel it's not going to be easy uh, the switch to turn it off is uh, magic proofed or gaffer taped if you pause it in the right place and Zelda's nuclear powered necklace this is the gift that uh, she got from her mum at the start of the episode and fortunately it's not got a battery in it so she can't blow the safe up Yeah, uh, the nuclear necklace Surely shouldn't need a battery to be powered. No, fairly sure nuclear reactors don't have batteries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know, a bit of a faux pas there, yeah? Bit of a faux pas. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's nice, though. Yeah, the gaffer tape on the safe is a little little strange. Um, 
guess it was like a Jerry Anderson production where they blew things up literally and then it was yeah. like if they must mucked it up it's tough yeah <laughs> they could rebuild it so yeah maybe that's the case um so zelda's nuclear power necklace doesn't work so they decide they need someone who will risk their life to i guess to dive or climb through the laser so they zap in salem who's he's having a little bath isn't he boys his do you mind yeah. do you mind is one of my favourite uh, Salem uh, <laughs> Salem lines, although certainly Nick Mackay uh, deliveries um, so far. I love his little cat bath. <laughs> yeah, it's a very tight. It's got a little shower attached to it. It's little got a tub. Uh... Yeah, lots of bubbles. He's having a great time, and yeah. he thinks, you know what? This is a daring uh, escapade for you to do. Finally, we're not going to hold back. Try kill yourself if you want. Um, but he uh, he says he blisters too easily when he gets to the lasers, and it's a bit too hot for him. So he. He runs away like a coward and gets those mean women to send him back. Yeah, I, I love I love that that like Salem is just trying to kill himself the entire episode just for his own selfish because I can reasons. And the second he has a chance to um, sacrifice himself to help somebody, he won't do it. Yeah, he that, really that's, like... that's very on brand. Yeah, yeah, that that's very character consistent. So that's yeah. very good. But yeah, he, I guess he just decides that. You know, he, well, he realises that dying can hurt, yes. <laughs> so he yeah. doesn't want to go through with it. So that's fun. So, yes, yeah, so Salem, uh, he's given the perfect opportunity to kill himself uh, for the sake of his family, and he's too afraid of dying. Meanwhile, Mr. Craft is having his mind and psyche blown, having realised that he stepped through a closet and now has appeared in another dimension. So he's very aware that he remembers walking through a closet and suddenly being somewhere else, which... You can't really say for many more characters. They kind of just. Oh, where am I? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, usually they're taken there, though. So uh, yeah, I they, guess they, yeah, they're that's probably true. not really aware of the process, whereas mm. he actually discovered it himself. Mm. Zelda has an idea, though. She uses Hilda's shiny coupon, which is what uh, she got from her mother. It was a coupon for uh, ball bearings. Ball yeah. bearings, yes. Uh, and it's very shiny, apparently. So she uses that to reflect a laser into the gaffer tape to blow it open. Uh, they turn off the lasers and encamp the cookie jar spell, so they hide in prep of Martha's arrival. Martha then shows up, drinks a potion, and then fucking turns into fire. She's fucking fire! Yeah. She becomes fire. She is She is fire. She is the literal embodiment of fire. Alicia Keys had it right. Maybe she was singing about Martha. That girl is on fire. Yeah. No, that girl is not on fire. That girl is fire. <laughs> that girl <laughs> is fire. The girl is on fire briefly, but then she becomes fire. Yeah, because because um, earlier in the episode, Zelda said she's probably stolen all these jewels to buy potions off the other round black market, and obviously that's what she did. Because she says this this uh, potion better be worth all those jewels, and she drinks it, becomes fire, and then becomes a trail of fire, then resprouts as fire once again, just to get past a couple of lasers. Yeah. My God, that's insane. That's it's, it's incredible. It's like she, she became like a like a, a Tekken character or something in, <laughs> yeah. that, in that in that moment. Amazing. Because it's one of those things. Like I said to you guys at the start, I was like, "There's there's a one of my favourite uses of magic in this episode, which is referring to this simply because it's equal parts awesome to really unnecessary <laughs> thing. Like there are so many other ways they could use magic to get a, get over lasers. But why don't we turn into fire, do a fire trail, and she can bring it back? The fire on the ground mm. is real fire as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the, obviously, the her, her being, being 
her like silhouette in fire is obviously a uh, a computer effect. Mm. Very good one. Yeah. Um, well, that wasn't real. No, no. Um, oh yeah. Oh sorry. Yeah, I f- forgot about the tragic uh, post uh, script to this episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The actress who played Martha died after this episode, yeah, she didn't did. she? Um, and she's dead. She, she's not. She's still with us. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Her performance was on fire, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, she was very. I good. mean, my 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 query is, it, it, you know, you say there's loads of different ways that you could get around it. So why why have they chosen that one? But I'm pretty sure there was only three lasers that went up to approximately maybe thigh height. Mm-hmm. Simple levitation spell, ladies. Yeah, maybe. Or not. Yeah, maybe that would have sufficed. Or instead of just selling loads of jewels and getting a potion which turns you into fucking fire, why don't you just sell one of them and buy some stilts? Or or or, or, or a trumpet? Yeah, the stilts would still trigger the lasers. Not if she stepped completely over them. <laughs> that, that takes him doing that. Okay, a trampette then. She yeah. could have bought a little yeah. trampoline. Or, 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 or a springboard. You know, yeah. you start gym class to get yeah, over the yeah. horse. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, yeah. So many different ways. But yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm, glad, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad they went with the fire. Um, she takes the jewel, gets her hand stuck, and then turns back into fucking fire again. Yeah. And the uh, obviously the cookie jar then shatters. Which... If you were on stilts, it's like she knew that spell was mm. going to happen. If if you were doing stilts or trampette things, then you won't be able to escape from uh, from the jar. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, 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 that's fair. Yeah, I mean, up, f- f- upon watching this episode for the first time, because uh, she turns into fire and the cookie jar uh, breaks, it looks like loads of like ash and stuff or some or dirt falls out of the jar. I thought a hand had burnt off. <laughs> oh. oh my. <laughs> It oh. got stuck. That part of the uh, the spell couldn't be turned into fire because it was stuck in a pot, and <laughs> she disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, it just Ooh. it just yeah incinerated a poor hand. Wow, shit. So she seemingly disappeared, leaving the shattered cookie jar and the uh, start of Orion on the floor. Um, Mister Craft comes in just to make matters worse. At the exact same time, the witch police show up. Fuck them. And uh, they try to arrest him. Then Zelda cries his innocence, and then she is arrested. And then Hilda cries her innocence, and she too is arrested, leaving Sabrina alone with Martha when she reappears. She kind of does a, oh no, they're innocent, oh, oh they didn't hear me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she wasn't going to help. Uh, she tries to convince Martha that she's a good person at heart, and for her trouble, she gets the jewel back. But only because it zaps Sabrina's magic away, so a powerless Martha now has power in her hands, and she ends up escaping. But not for long as both her and Sabrina take it to the skies for the last ever flying vacuum scene. How do you know that? How do you know that? <laughs> apparently it's, it's on the, the IMDB Tribune, the uh, trivia, that apparently this is the last time we ever see the vacuum flying. But then again, it's been only the third time, fourth, maybe. Third or fourth oh, time. Oh, that's a shame, because I thought... We were going to get a I longer. Thought, you gave I, a standing ovation. You, Graham jumped up and cheered because we've not seen it for so long. Because it's a proper pursuit. Because um, before, like um, when Sabrina was pulled over by the witch police. Yeah, remember, guys. Uh, fuck them. Fuck them. Um, yeah, um, it was just like a traffic stop. She just sort of pulled over, didn't she? Quite mm. undramatically. But yeah, obviously, this is an actual pursuit. And I thought we were going to get a big, like a, a decent length, um, like vacuum cleaner chase scene. Instead, we get Serena throwing a penny at Martha's vacuum cleaner, so it breaks down. Yeah. You is... know, you know what I would have liked. I mean, you've just told us that it's like the last time that we're going to see see the, supposedly uh, the, anyway the flying Hoovers, but like. A flying Hoover F1. Sabrina has to enter a yeah. flying Hoover contest yeah. to win Harvey's soul back. 
instant peril, I know. Yeah. But uh, and then has to do the like a whole tournament of races on Hoovers. Just a Hoovercraft race, just yeah. something yeah. like that would, <laughs> would have been really great. So Mr. Craft's gonna be in it then. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. that would be fun. But uh, you know, you missed a trick there. Mr. Trick. Yay or nay in terms of it being the last one. Are, are we glad we're not seeing it again because it looks a little hokey? Or are we sad I because love it looks because it looks hokey? I love it. it yeah. I love the the royalty free um, cityscape uh, footage, which is clearly from like the seventies <laughs> because it's all grainy and blurry. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I I love it so so much. It is a shame if this is indeed the last time we see it. Uh, meanwhile, in the witch police interrogation room, <laughs> say it with me, boys. Fuck, fuck it. Em. I was going to say fuck it because it's a room. <laughs> All right. Oh, right. Well, you're not very clear with these things. No, I just it. thought you'd pick it up like that. No. Right. So, meanwhile, in the witch police interrogation room, say it with me, boys. Fuck, fuck it. it. Mr. Craft is being subjected to magical slaps, magical, like, arm breakages, and a gradual mental breakdown. Yeah, the uh, investigator here, um, this hard-boiled uh, detective... Um, he really is a dick, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Really, really, really turning the screws on them. The uh, police, uh, which police interrogation techniques do seem to be stuck in the 1970s. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, because, I mean, it was famously in the 70s, um, just uh, police officers used to just point in your direction and used to just slap yourself. Yeah, you? those scenes in Life on Mars were uh, harrowing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So he so he just does some magic, and he uh, Mr. Craft ends up getting slapped, and then his arm gets like pulled out of his socket, like behind yeah. his back, and then uh, a big but Boris or something, a big bloke, Boris, a uh, big bloke comes out with a, a pink, really long drill bit, ready to uh, inflict some form of torture onto yeah. him. Back in the night sky, Sabrina throws a penny at Martha's vacuum, as Graham said, uh, which causes it to break down. And just in the nick of time, too, because Hilda, Zelda and Mr. Craft are getting tortured. And tortured is the actual word Hilda says later on as well. Tortured is a bit of a dark word, I think, for a kids' TV show. But yeah. if we've, we've had, had the word dick. I was going to say, we've had orgy. So yes. We've so. had orgy, we've had dick. Oh, we've definitely had that. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, we've got, now we get torture. As far as I'm concerned, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's fine. Uh, the cops see Martha with the start of Orion and eventually arrest her in a really funny way. Like, the, the police officer says, Wait, that's that's a legendary uh, jewel thief, Martha. And that looks like the star of Orion in her purse. Hmm, I'm going to go with my gut feeling and say that these guys are innocent. Yeah, and that's that's apparently... That's how how you can uh, come to uh, come to uh, press charges as, uh, as the witch police is just... Yeah, no, no, no need, no need for investigation or a trial. Yeah, this person's guilty. This person's not. Okay. Yeah, they're definitely stuck in the seventies. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is a bit of a dark time. Uh, yeah, so they were, um, they were being uh, tortured, but uh, by the drill. However, on the end of it was just some some feathers. They were getting yeah. uh, maniacally tickled. Which is what the mafia character in uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles used to do to people. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how he tortured people, yeah. Wait, could it be the same torture? Are we looking at another hashtag same universe? Hopefully. Oh, maybe. Uh, the last thing they need tidying up is Mr. Craft's poor mental well-being. So Sabrina tells him that there were too many farts in his office, which caused him to hallucinate. So he needs sulfur. <laughs> yeah. 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 Something equally smelly. Do a <laughs> uh, luckily, the credits roll, and Salem learns that there was a clerical error in the clerical correction of his original clerical error. Yeah. And it turns out... Do, do, do you want that to be any more convoluted? <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out that he doesn't have nine lives or even six lives. He just has the one. One, one, one. Which actually makes more sense logically when he's been turned into a cat. Yeah, much like the soap opera, he has 
one life to live. Do you think Salem has always had one life because he's a, he's a witch, you know, that's why I assume they all have one life and he's just embodied a cat? Or during the course of his 25, 30, 35 years of being a cat so far, he's died eight times? It's possible, I mean, you know. And, and are any of those exa- uh, those instances featured in the episodes like something he, yeah, something no, he's no, done he, you remember the episode when he ended up in the lampshade oh yeah oh yeah that's one of his lives fell out the beanstalk that's two of his lives oh yes yeah. he did fall out yeah he <laughs> yeah he died falling out of yeah. that um, he could have been killed by a bomber when he was in um, oh uh, during the warring states yeah uh, well yeah jo- well been killed by like a bomber aircraft when he was in Boy Meets World maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> That was during the war. No, uh, um, well, I was saying um, when um, Zelda had her 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 country. Oh yes, and they yeah. went to war. Could have died then. Oh yeah, because he was he was just about to call. Uh, luckily, that the cousin called off the napalm and stuff. Didn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, many a time. Yeah, I think he's died at least three or four times. Yeah, yeah. That we've seen. Well, he lives to die another day. Uh, obviously, we can't use that music. However, I think it's fine if we sing maybe seven seconds of it. I said, die another, another day. That's enough. Okay, yeah. Seven seconds was pushing it. I don't know, <laughs> I don't what know anymore. <laughs> what, what are the rest of the lyrics? <laughs> terrible film, terrible song. Terrible person. Uh, well, there we go, boys. That is the end of episode 20, entitled Sabrina's Pen Pal. Uh, boys... Uh, the idea might have sounded all right on paper, but it did it transition well into an actual episode? I reckon so, yeah. I mean, obviously the fire effect we've talked about was just absolutely incredible. I love the set. I love that it all built up to the most dramatic things, which is the fancy set and the fire. Um, I like that Salem remembered he was Salem in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it all it all wrapped up pretty nicely. Yeah, uh, Chris, similar thoughts? How, how do you feel? Because we were, in our last episode, you were happy about the book-ended um, Family Secrets. Obviously, I think we've got about four episodes left of this season. Um, again, towards the end of the season, no reference whatsoever of the Family Secret. Is it gets to the point where we just don't really care about it? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I give a shit. You know, I fully expected, expected at the end of this to be like, them to go, oh, and Martha's your third cousin twice removed on Bob's side. Or, or even just something even cheaper, like, oh, Martha nicked something from your cousin John. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a clue from the family secrets. It's you know. got to the point now where I don't want to be repeating myself, so I don't bother talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not featured in the episode. If it's not featured in the episode, we don't talk about it. Yeah. But no, it was a good standalone episode on its own. Mm. I, I, I do like the, 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 the I like heists. Yeah, I like yeah, heist. Yes, yeah, I, I like I heist. It was good. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I think, uh, yeah, it was just a very sort of cheesy, magical sort of Mission Impossible style. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think it was very, very good fun. Uh, Graham, did you enjoy this episode more than last time because you actually watched it with me and Chris again and not on your own drunk? Uh, I wasn't drunk when I watched the oh. episode. I was drunk when I listened to your... Oh, <laughs> to you. okay, okay. Um, and, and, you know, to sort of prepare myself... To not get too upset at the prospect of Sabrina the Teenage Watch without me. I watched it sober, but I watched it on Daily Motion in Potato Vision. Okay. So yeah. it was very good to actually be able to properly see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So. No, but yeah, it's nice to watch in legal means. And it was nice to, to watch it in the company of you two 
I suppose. Anyway, we might as well uh, wrap up this episode in regards to its scoring, because at the end of each episode, we like to uh, review what we've just watched with a particular uh, set criteria. They are magic, wit, creativity. Say it with me, boys. Fuck them! <laughs> we all have the same idea. Uh, nice. Uh, so, no, that is magic, wit, creativity, and say it properly with me, boys. Progression. Um, so, uh, so, boys, first of all, magic. Just how magical was this episode? Or rather, how on fire was this magic? Um, it, 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 was, it, it was pretty on fire. Um... Yeah, I, I like the uh, concept of the pen pals, but then I don't know if that's necessarily magic. That's more in your creativity. Yeah, I guess. So perhaps the perhaps the magic, yeah, wasn't a hundred percent great because the turn into fire thing, like if it was a crappy effect, mm-hmm. wouldn't have been that cool. It was only cool because it was such an amazing effect. So I wouldn't say that actually goes with the magic. Uh, and they they took down the laser beams with a shiny piece of paper rather than magic. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, what magic was actually used other than to turn her into a cat? Oh, Sabrina froze time to check for the necklace? Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah. Total rip-off of uh, the seminal uh, British uh, children's series of a similar time period, uh, yeah. Bernard's Watch. So, Damn right. Yeah. I missed that bastard. Yeah. Two? Two? Yeah. Two. two. Let's go for two. two. Uh, what about uh, Wit? Yeah, Salem, Salem's various uh, suicide attempts were very funny. Because um, he was, was very blasé, just like, just kill me now, give me a virus, give yeah. me anything, yeah. Salem... Uh, Saying, do you mind? It's hilarious. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I think Mr. Craft, I think, just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the puns as well. Yeah. Um, Sabrina shouting, no, no, they're innocent. Oh, they didn't hear me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. was very funny as well. Um, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, that was a pretty funny episode. Yeah, a four? We say four? four? Should we go yeah, four? four? I Let's enjoyed it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, creativity, though, boys. Well, it's not brand new. It's not a brand new concept, mm-hmm. is it, really, when you think about it? But I, I mean, um, I think it gets to well, the point where, even if it's not an original idea... Did Sabrina at least make it feel fresh? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Creative-wise, it's, yeah. it's, I'd, I'd go with a solid four. Yeah, yeah especially right. when you also consider fire. Yes. Yeah, just <laughs> fire. The fire. Just fire. Uh, just yeah. consider fire. Yeah. Four again? We yeah, have yeah, four? yeah, that's what we were just agreed on. Excellent. Four for creativity. And what about progression? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Fuck all. I think no so. one learned anything except... That a capital P in pen means penitentiary. Yeah, we learnt something. Sabrina learnt that, but it doesn't progress anything. Tiny bit of continuity remembrance with Sabrina and Harvey's mm, uh, first But encounter. it was still incorrect, Finding Yeah, finding knowledge that Salem has one life. Mm. Uh, which we presumed already. So, one for Salem's one life? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Do we have to give it a point? We don't have to. We have given Ziri before. We have, haven't we? Shall we give it Ziri? Let's give it Ziri. Okay, so zero for progression the second time in just a matter of episodes. So, uh, Chris, as our brain box in the in the room, as our magical human calculator, uh, what does that give us? It gives us ten. Ten! Mm, half. Shit. Thumbs in the middle. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know... They just fucked us on prog- on progression. Yeah, this mm. this this is this is the thing, guys. Because I I I know I know you care about what three random uh, British guys think of this show you made twenty years ago. This is the thing. If you don't spread the positive qualities of your episode out mm-hmm. across the criteria that we have created, 
then this is what you end up with. Exactly, exactly. You should have known that yeah. guys would look at uh, an episode 20 years in the future and base their, their entire opinions and recommendations solely based on four really strange uh, niche subjects. Yeah, yeah. I, ho- I hope I hope they learn from their mistakes and do better next time, even though they've already made the episode 20 years <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, but the sentiments there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, uh, boys, would you like to know what um, the next episode is called? Okay. Uh, the tablet, which has my information on, has just shut down because its batteries died, and I'm just trying to kill time while I remember what it's called. Do, do, do you want to get IMDb up on my phone? No, I think if you guys just like, hum a bit of elevator music, mm-hmm. give me. Uh, Make it make it nice though, because I might oh, use uh, it for future episodes. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, it's called episode twenty-one, Sabrina's Real World. What do you think it's about? Is it a uh, behind-the-scenes episode that's a day in the life of Melissa Joan Hart? <laughs> oh, maybe. Ah, uh, it usually happens about this time each season. Uh, one of her mortal friends finds out that she's a witch and they have a day in the life of, of being a witch. Okay. Uh, Graeme, you are close. Even though it's not about Melissa and Hart, it's it's about Sabrina herself. Yeah, uh, Salem sort of arranges for uh, Sabrina's life to be documented 24-7 and broadcasted, most importantly, on Other Realm TV. Right, so we're going to deal with reality uh, TV for the first yeah. time. Very interesting. Um, so there we go. So we've got a, a little dab in reality TV to look forward to next time. A dab indeed. Uh, oh, 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 I hope that dies out. No one could see it. <laughs> we can. <laughs> we could. <laughs> Greg, Graham dabbed. If, uh, if, if it's any consolation, it's the only time I've done that. And while I was doing it, I wasn't entirely confident I was doing it correctly. <laughs> so, <Okay>. uh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, uh, boys, for joining me on this wonderful adventure. First of all, Graham, welcome back. It's nice to have you back, and I hope you stay for a little while longer. Good to be back. If you treat me well, I will. Excellent. And uh, Chris, yeah, nice to be back, as always, my loyal, faithful companion. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to have Graham back, and obviously, uh, you don't have to treat me well, I'm always here. Okay, excellent. <laughs> You're just a battered dog. And uh, yeah, and thank you very much to me, who is always here, because it's in my house, and it's my stuff. Uh, so thank you very much to all three of us, I guess. Uh, boys- and thank you to our listeners. Oh, listen, of course, yes, you you're, you are the reason why this show exists. Uh, we are approaching our second birthday very, very soon, so we'd like to know if you have any thoughts on what we could do as an extra special episode. Uh, you can let us know by some various means. Graeme, first of all, by social media, how can they do that? Uh, yeah, if you want to uh, give us a shout-out on Twitter, we are at Sabrina Watch. Indeed. Uh, Chris, Facebook. Yeah, we don't post uh, on there, but we have got one. Yeah, we, we have a Facebook page. It's... Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Watch. That's exactly what it is. Be confident in your abilities. And you can get in touch via emails if you wish. Sabrina Teenage Watch at gmail.com. Uh, and finally, the two biggest ways that you can contribute to our show is by going to iTunes and giving us a wonderful five star review. And because, uh, you know, bigger reviews, better reviews, more reviews help us uh, get our show in the charts, which would be lovely. And finally, we have a uh, website. Uh, it's coffee.com. So that's www.coffee.com forward slash Sabrina the Teenage Watch. You can just leave a little donation there if you would like to. And the money goes towards hosting the show. Uh, not personally, we do it for free, but hosting it technically and uh, and uh, buying new kits, which we have recently invested in. So that website again is www.coffee.com. Coffee, that's ko-fi.com 
forward slash Sabrina the Teenage Watch. Well, that leaves us just one last thing to say, boys. Graham, it wasn't the same without you last week. Faye did a good job, but it just didn't feel right. So join me. As we say all together, boys, may every little thing you do... Fuck, fuck em. Em. <laughs>